Welcome to Funding the Dream on Kickstarter. I'm Richard Bliss, the host. You're listening to episode 150. Welcome to Late Night with the Game Whisperer. There we go. I'm turning on my uh, late night radio voice. I had two people today talk to me about that radio voice. I guess you like it, don't you? We've spent hours and hours and hours together as you've listened to me talk and I've listened to others talk. Uh, it's been a pretty good ride, 150 episodes. So today, tonight, it's night for me. It might be in the middle of the day for you. You might be sitting at your desk, Gabe, inking away at your uh, comics, Howard, um, doing the same thing. You might be Mike, who's uh, been traveling, doing a lot of filming for uh, TV, A&E, uh, television shows. You might be designing board games, doing musicals, shooting video. Who knows? But there's a good chance that you've listened to the show and you've heard somebody who's inspired you to keep going. So on this episode, 150, I don't have a guest. It's just going to be you and me. We're going to talk a little bit. I have guests. I have them queued up. Uh, looking at my one, two, three, four, five, six. I got six guests queued up, six uh, episodes. You might have noticed. I haven't had an episode for a while. It's been a month. Now, if you're listening to these all in a row and it's sometime in the year 2015, then you won't notice because they'll just be all in a row. But if you've been following along, I had somebody tell me today they thought that their feed was broken because it's been a month and uh, no new episodes. I've been busy. A little distracted, things going on. I apologize about that. I feel a sense of responsibility to you, my listener, because we've kind of both put in a lot of time here. For every minute you've listened, I've probably put in two or three spending more time with the guests processing, that type of thing. So it's been a, a large investment from both of us over the past two years and 150 episodes. So I wanted to talk to you about something. You know, I talk to a lot of people. I do a little bit of Kickstarter consulting um, I talk to a lot of folks out there about their projects, and there's consistently one thing that comes up, one thing over and over and over. And I've talked about it, I've I've blogged about it, and that is, how do you find more backers? You've launched your project, you're going along, you think you've got a great idea, and it's just they're just not showing up. You got forty or fifty backers, and where are they? You got 10 backers. Where are they? Maybe you have 100 backers, but you need 1,000. Where are they? And that is the single question that I get asked over and over again. And I tell people, you don't have a funding problem. You have a crowd problem. And this is something that you really need to focus on because crowdfunding is not about just simply – well. Sometimes it is. You see somebody, some kid, throw something up there and he makes a hundred bazillion dollars on a dumb idea. All right, that's different. Uh, that's viral. That uh, is hard to to get that lightning in a bottle twice. Y you can't rely on that because you're listening to this podcast because you're trying to find the science behind how do you become successful, and that's the number one question I get. How do you find more backers? It's a terrible answer. You find more backers with time. And the reason that so many of you are asking me, how do I find more backers, is because you've done all the other steps and now you want it to go faster. How do you bake a cake? Well, you get all the ingredients together, you mix them together, you put it in the oven, you set the temperature at a certain temperature, and then you wait. You can't double the temperature to cut the time in half. 
It doesn't work that way. You're baking a cake and that cake just takes time. And that's a terrible answer. What do you mean it takes time? I put in time. I put in three weeks. Should take, shouldn't take that long? No, it, it takes time. If you really want to be successful, it takes time. So let me talk to you about uh, something I've defined as the three P's of social presence or social marketing. Presence is one of the P's. The three P's are predictable, persistent presence. What does that mean? Predictable. Predictable, I've broken my own law, and that is you regularly contribute content to feed your online brand or, or um, presence, your online identity. You feed it on a predictable basis. 150 episodes. Uh, I come out with an episode every other day or every other week or now every other month, um, but I come out with them, and they keep coming, and so you come back and you listen and you get used to it. If I was smart... No, if I had a little bit more time and some help, these episodes would come out on a predictable basis. My goal is I'd love to have them come out on a daily basis, and I have content that I could deliver to you on a daily basis, and you would look forward to it every day. It's predictable. My friend Howard Taylor, who has been on the show multiple times, who has done spectacularly successful on Kickstarter, who has been spectacularly successful as an online web cartoonist. How in the world can you make a living as an online web cartoonist? With time, 11 plus years of never missing a single day of having his comic strip posted online for free every day. And people keep coming back and they get, they get that becomes part of their regular routine. Using the example of my friend Howard Taylor and his Schlock Mercenary comic strip, that's what you need to do. You need to go find a way to be predictable with your content. Now, your content can be anything. It can be a podcast like I've done. It can be updates. It can be um, comments. It can be forum postings. It can be Pinterest postings. It can be a wide Twitter posts. But what you do is through pers predictable, persistent presence is how you start to build, build it. So let's talk about, we'll talk about the predictable. Get into a routine. It's something I have struggled to do. Uh, now that my daughter's back in school, it should be a lot easier. But predictable um, activity. That's a key ingredient. Well, persistent. Persistent is another word for time. It takes time for people to pay attention to you. It takes time for people to recognize you. It takes time for your value to sink in. That's why when you run it, you can't run a single ad in the Wall Street Journal and hope that suddenly people give you a whole lot of love and attention because you ran that one ad. It doesn't work that way. This is why you see the same ad run over and over and over and over because it works and you have to drive home that message. So you need to become predictable and persistent. Well, how do you become persistent? Time. You need to take the time to continue to feed content over and over and over again so that people come to expect it and then they come to recognize what it stands for, your brand. You got to figure out what your brand is. Now, you're trying to make a board game or you're trying to make a CD. You've got to figure out a way to engage with people in such a way that they find what you have to say or what you're doing is interesting. Or Seth Godin says, remarkable, something worth remarking about. Remarkable. And that's what you have to do. Set yourself apart. Stand out. Find your niche. Be different. And you can't shortchange it. 
Anytime somebody comes to me with their Kickstarter campaign and it's flailing terribly and they just want to desperately know how to find more backers, I can easily look and say it's the number, amount of time invested in finding fans. So you got to go do that. You got to take the time to be persistent. So what I decided to do to give you some secrets, 150 episodes, people are blown away when they find out I have 150 episodes on my podcast. And these are people maybe who have even never even listened to a podcast. Do you know how much work it takes to put 150 podcasts together? Uh, you probably do because you've been here. But it takes a lot of work. And I don't put a lot of extra work into it. I, I, I kind of boil it down to the essence to get it out there to you. But it takes a lot of work. And so I recognized that if I wanted to kind of shortchange as much as possible, I needed to ramp up as quickly as possible. That's why early on I was doing three or four a week because – you needed to get that predict. That was the predictable part, but the persistent, I had to keep doing it, keep doing it because then I knew you would keep coming back and listening. And it's, there's a, there's, I do not run out of content. I got, there's so many good people out there to, uh, to share that it's not hard at all. And, you know, I continue to reach out to people and yeah, my clientele is getting a little bigger. Um, people are starting to recognize that, but only because of you. When you listen to me, it means it's easier for me to go get somebody to come on the show and share some great insights. Persistent. You got to keep going. And that's only really done with time. The third one is presence. So this predictable, persistent presence. What does presence mean? You need to take your brand and go find a way to be places, to be everywhere. Let me give you an idea. A couple of years ago, um, I would go out to Google and type in my name, Richard Bliss. And when I typed, typed in Richard Bliss, I might be one or two of the hits that would come up. Um, sometimes none. There was one guy, uh, I'm not even going to say his name because it just irritated me. His name wasn't even Richard Bliss. Bliss was his middle name. Yet he was a multi-level marketing guy. And so he just was everywhere. Everybody's talking about this guy because he was writing books and he was talking. And it irritated me that Richard, this guy who's not even named Richard Bliss, is getting the exposure. So I thought, you know what? I'm going to systematically go about finding a way to push him off that front page. So how do you do that? Well, you start with Noam, K-N-O-W-E-M.com. I've talked about Noam in the past. Noam is a, is a website you can go to and type in your handle. Handle is something old people like me say because that's what we learned to use on CB radios. A handle. Mine is the Game Whisperer. So I go to Noam and I type in Game Whisperer and, or I type in Richard Bliss. In this case, it was Richard Bliss. It will tell me on which social networks Richard Bliss has been taken and which social networks Richard Bliss is available. Well, if you go type in Richard Bliss, you can pretty much bet at this point that Richard Bliss is pretty much taken everywhere by me. So Richard Bliss. I went and grabbed the, the YouTube channel. I went and grabbed the Facebook page. I went and grabbed the uh, LinkedIn. I didn't. I don't know what I was thinking. It's bliss on LinkedIn. That was weird. I went and grabbed the Twitter handle. I went and grabbed the Pinterest page. Do I put anything on Pinterest? No. But this is like real estate. I'll worry about building the, the Taj Mahal on top of that piece of real estate later. Right now, I just want to grab it so that nobody else can take it away from me. That's what you need to do. Go to Noam, K-N-O-W-E-M.com. Type in the handle that you want to own and start grabbing it. Now, it'll also tell you whether the handle you've chosen is a great one to pick. If it's taken, you got to go pick something else. Now, if you're really beholden to your name 
And that's the one. And if there's another Richard Bliss listen out there, I just got to tell you, dude, you got to go figure out something else. Pick another name. Go by Rick. Go by Rich. Go by Dick, right? Just pick something. But you can't be me because I've staked out my real estate and I'm now me. This is what I mean by presence. So now when you type in Richard Bliss on Google, I am eight or nine of the top 10 hits. I am going to be the Google Plus. I'm going to show up on the LinkedIn. I'm going to show up on the Twitter. I'm going to show up on my blog. I'm going to show up on my podcast. I'm going to show up. I wrote, I went and wrote a book. Go write yourself a book. Why did I write a book? Because that was one of the things Amazon is going to stick me higher up in the search rankings because I've got a book out there that I wrote. I authored a business book called Stealing the Show. Go out to Amazon, take a look and get the ebook or the paperback. It'll give you all kinds of ideas on how to do some marketing and, and steal the show. If you're a nimble, a small person, not in stature, but as a company, how to steal the show and become much bigger. But my point was, is that you need to become a presence everywhere. So, oh, we launched our Facebook page and, uh, you know, we've put it up there. Well, okay. Now, how much content, predictable content do you have? What kind of persistent presence do you have on Facebook? And now how are you tying that into your Facebook page, your Facebook, you got your personal page and then you got your Facebook page and then you got your Twitter handle and then you have your YouTube channel. What are you doing on YouTube? Are you putting up videos on YouTube? Are you sharing videos? Are you now you're going to say to me, geez, Richard, I've got a full-time job. I don't have time to do this. Well, if you don't have time to do this, then go do your full-time job. Because I'm telling you that this is what's necessary in order for you to become successful. Think about it. Think about my podcast right now because I'm a perfect case study. You know, two years ago when I started this, who was I, right? Who was I? Um, I thought, I just want to help people. I found my niche. There's a lot of podcasts out there, lots, and a lot of game podcasts. So I decided let's not do one to game review. Let's let's. But if if you've been listening for a long time, you know mostly I talk about games. But let's find let's take board games and let's just talk about the business side. And that was my niche. That's how I positioned myself. And I didn't become this stage of status symbol for because of my niche, because of the type of niche I pick. But no, only because I did pick a niche. You can't be everything to everybody. Pick your niche, stay with it, and then drive it relentlessly drive it home. Predictable, persistent presence. Do stuff on YouTube. I do some of the crazy, if you go out to YouTube and look at my Richard Bliss stuff, I do some crazy stuff on YouTube. Does it drive home my brand? Not necessarily because I'm experimenting, but you'll find me out there and you'll start to know me a little bit. Go look at the one uh, I get to be a news reporter and uh, report on the weather. I did those a couple of times just for fun. Went to Essen in Germany and reported on that just for fun. I just, I stepped out and this is what I encourage you to do. This is why I'm having this talk with you is to say, don't think of yourself in a limiting fashion based on your geography, based on, on your social status, based on your education, based on anything on the internet right now. You can go stake your claim on who you want to be and you can go be that person, go be that identity. And then just start feeding it and feeding it and feeding it. Jamie Stegmeyer is somebody I've met um, over this past year who's done a phenomenal job. His uh, Viticulture Kickstarter project did awesome. Now Euphoria has done awesome. But you know what he did? He has blogged for six years 
five days a week without stopping. That's why when he decided to launch a Kickstarter project for the first time, he could go to an audience, a tribe that was built in and tap into it. And they wanted to help. Fans want to help. Now, this isn't encouraging if you're sitting at the beginning of that five-year journey or 11-year journey or 18-month journey, but don't give up hope. Just start today. Start. Now, I, I fail tremendously at some things. For example, I don't even have a website for this podcast. You can't even find it, right? It's almost all word of mouth, iTunes and word of mouth. And yet you guys continue to spread the word and it continues. And I always get an email that says, I stumbled across your podcast. Well, that's a failure on my part. I should be marketing this thing. Yep, I should have presence with my podcast. And I don't. I don't have a website for it. I need help with that. I don't have a way for you to, to index and track down and find old uh, content. I don't have a way to, to um, what do you call that, transcribe the content so you can find it. I don't have any of that. And people continue to bang me over the head with a baseball bat telling me that's what I need to do. Well, you know what? You're right. I do. Right now, I've been so busy creating the content that I haven't taken the time now to actually push out the value of the content that I already have. So don't listen to me because I'm an expert. Sometimes I make a lot of the same mistakes that you find yourself making. You're so busy doing the work that it's hard to step back. But I would encourage you to follow these three Ps. And if you're thinking of doing a Kickstarter project, start today. Even if your project's going to be next year, start today. Start building the fan base. And if you don't, can't think of a fan base, go be somebody else's fan. Because you can borrow other people's fan bases. You can go become a fan, go become a supporter, go help them, do things for them, share their content, retweet what they tweet, pay attention to them. Pay attention to them. Listen to those words. Pay attention. Pay as in give something of value. And what are you giving of value to them? Attention. That is the new currency of this generation. Attention. You only get 30 seconds. You only get a couple of minutes. So when you, give con when you give somebody attention, you're giving them a tremendous amount of value. I write, I blog, I'm on Forbes. And do you know we track every comment, every view, every share, every like, because even just one comment has tremendous influence. So if you can't build your own tribe right now, go be part of somebody else's. Go do your best to be the best follower. And then once you learn how to do that, you'll make a much better leader. I appreciate you spending some time with me on this 150th episode of Funding the Dream. I enjoy meeting you, talking to you, meeting you at cons and as we travel around. It's been a lot of fun. I appreciate it. Thank you very much. I'm looking forward to another 150 episodes. So let's go give it a try. Hopefully, I've inspired you to go do the best you can to build your own tribe. Go start that process. And then you're going to put your project out on Kickstarter and you're going to inspire us all. And I'm looking forward to helping you fund your dream. Thanks for listening. Take care.